And good afternoon. Welcome to today's update program here on uh, Double K Country. I'm Mike Harbeth. Thanks for joining us. Our public affairs program that we are every Monday and Tuesday, at least most Mondays and Tuesdays, just after ABC News at 1 o'clock, as we get an ch- opportunity to talk to some of the government agencies in and around Vernon County and uh, some of the fo- in the school districts and get a chance to get some information out that hopefully uh, you'll find useful and interesting along the way. Certainly a lot of things going on right now. And to help us with that today, we're going to be visiting uh, with about some events that have been going on here recently with Vernon County Sheriff Jason Mosier and uh, uh, first of all Sheriff appreciate you joining us today. Yeah thank you for having me. Aaron just a little bit we'll also be talking to uh, Lieutenant Travis Cole who's going to tell us about uh, the Senior Express Delivery Program that's going on right now as well but uh, uh, Sheriff when I actually contacted you originally uh, I didn't have in mind to talk about an event that happened over the weekend. Uh, We're going to get to the topic not being COVID-19 here in a moment but certainly an interesting weekend for your department and other law enforcement agencies as uh, you had to uh, uh, conduct a search for a missing individual that uh, had been missing for four days and uh, since last Thursday and had a successful find uh, yesterday. So uh, tell us a bit more about that. Well, it definitely had a, a really good outcome. You know, um, we were starting to get, of course, real concerned. Um, after four days, you know, um, the longer you go past that, um, your chances of finding somebody alive really decrease. Um, so we were real excited to find um, this missing person still alive. Um, he, he was reported to us on Saturday um, he'd went mushroom hunting. When our deputies started talking to people and trying to get more details, um, they realized the last time somebody had contact with him was actually on Thursday evening. Um, during the search, they even found a cell phone in the woods. Um, the cell phone indicated he had sent a text out Thursday evening saying he was headed back to his vehicle. Um, no one ever seen him again since then. Um, it, by the time of the text on the phone, we believe it was dark by the time he started to head back. Um, it was a pretty thick wooded area, so we think he got turned around. Um, the search was started that night, went on all day Sunday. Um, you know, we called VCAD, their search and rescue team came out, which was extremely helpful. Um, conservation agents were out helping us. We called the highway patrol. Um, they did grid searches, line walks. Um, couldn't locate anything on Sunday. We decided to expand the search um, by Monday. Um, started searching the waters. You know, the waters had risen quite a bit because of the rain. Um, helicopter with the highway patrol had spotted something Monday morning um, that they thought looked like a person in a field. Uh, so we made our way to that person and um, was really happy to find that they were still alive. Yeah, and uh, what was uh, what happened at that point when you discovered after four days and uh, where things may look a little bleak at that point, and you did find him, uh, find the person still alive. What uh, what happens at that point to to make sure he gets to where he needs for medical attention? Well, that was kind of our our, our big issue. We were about as far away from any kind of road as you could get in that section. Um, There was quite a bit of wooded area. He was in a small opening in a field. Um, The Highway Patrol helicopter did a test landing in one spot where they thought a a helicopter might be able to land just to make sure that the uh, MedLife helicopter, which is a little bit larger, uh, they wanted to make sure it could land out in the field. Um, Once we located him, of course, they contacted MedFlight right away. Um, We waited out there with him for probably 45 minutes or so. Um, before we could get someone there um, to get a helicopter landed. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they worked on him for a while and, you know, put IVs and stuff in him before we even moved him. Um, but we got him on the helicopter, and, and he was flown right from the scene um, to a hospital in Joplin. For those who are not uh, aware of the from my understanding, it was in the southeast part of Vernon County. What kind of, what kind of area is that terrain-wise? Um, it's 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 pretty thick wooded area. Um, there was a few bluffs and stuff out there. And, of course, like I said, the waters had risen quite a bit because of the rain. Um, that made searching along the edges of the water a lot harder because of the mud. 
um, a lot of it was pretty steep banks, you know, going down to the river. So um, it was a little bit hard to search. It was real thick. You know, stuff started growing again. So there was a lot of um, sticker bushes, things like that out there to, to wade through in the spots that were opened up from the trees. Any idea how, how big an area you had to, to search in? The original area that they were searching was a 17-acre plot of woods. Um, when they didn't find anything there, they kept expanding it. Um, you know, the day where we actually found him, we had walked along the riverbank for probably two hours, um, you know, before we found, mm. found where he was at. Um, so it was a pretty big area, you know, it's kind of, um, it was out in the B highway in, um, 29, 25 area. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty rural when you get out in there. Right. Well, obviously a great outcome and that was certainly great to hear. And, uh, and I guess that's, uh, kind of indicates why you, why you go through this process, uh, for those types of outcomes. It is. And, you know, this is one case where um, everybody that we called provided help. You know, everybody was doing what they were trained to do. Um, we kept searching. You know, we were going to keep looking till we found him. Of course, like I said, on the fourth day, we were starting to get concerned that um, this may not have a good outcome. Um, so, you know, it's really good to be able to tell everybody that helped. Hey, thanks for helping. We found him. He's alive. He's in the hospital now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially those... Um, I haven't got to meet him in person because they couldn't land out there, but those pilots in that um, Highway Patrol helicopter, um, I don't know how they seen him from where he was found um, from the air like that, but um, I've got to give them props because that was... Mm-hmm. That, that definitely saved his life. Yeah, I was going to ask him because uh, in, in your release you uh, indicated, uh, obviously, special thanks to the, to the helicopter pilots from the Highway Patrol to spot him. Was it just uh, just by happenstance that they saw him, or were, were they actually looking in that area because you said you were 150 yards away over by the riverbed? Yeah, so we were searching the riverbed. They had they were also flying over the riverbed. Um, I don't know if it's when they were turning around. Um, of course, they were trying to check all the area you know, around the river, too, but they were specifically trying to help search the river. Um our radios weren't even working anymore because we were so far out there um, with the woods around us. Um, when they when they turned from the river to kind of go back around, we noticed that they started circling over and over again in one small spot. Um, we didn't have radio communication at the time, so we started just making our way out in the field thinking they're, they're mm-hmm. trying to get our attention. And at some point we got to an area we could hear enough on the radio to um, talk to them. And they started directing us more to what they were seeing that they wanted us to check on, and it was him. All right, well, good. That's a great story. I'm glad it turned out well, and I'm sure his family is as well. And uh, he's from Cedar County, so uh, just made his way over in Vernon County. So, uh, I mean, in a situation like this, do you have do you have advice for people who go out and <laughs> I guess out like this uh, to to make sure that uh, they make contact, they have contact with whoever they need to need to get hold of? You know, especially uh, just letting people know where you're at what your plans are um, and then of course like I said because of the time of the text we believe it was already getting dark before he mm-hmm. you know headed back um, even if you feel comfortable where you're at you've been there a lot before you know where you're going um, when it gets dark out and you're in the woods it's easy to get turned around so mm-hmm. um, probably the biggest advice is make sure uh, you give yourself plenty of time to get back before dark. All right, let's move on to another topic, and uh, uh, certainly a topic that's dominating the news, uh, coronavirus and COVID-19, but we want to sp- talk specifically about uh, you, uh, your department, your facility, and uh, you put out some information not that long ago about some of the things that you're doing to uh, protect, of course, uh, the staff, uh, the inmates. Uh, talk about some of the things that, that are being done in uh, inside the facility to make sure you keep them as safe as possible. Well, some of the stuff we actually started doing uh, really early on, as soon as we were being told by um, doctors and the government that this will come to the U.S., you know, it could start spreading here, um, we already started trying to order um, some supplies ahead of time. You know, we had ordered, thankfully, uh, toilet paper ahead of time and, and had it, 
in our uh, storage building. Um, we started ordering gloves, um, disinfectants. Um, as soon as, as there was cases starting to pop up in states around us, um, we tripled our, our cleaning schedule. Um, so we've been doing that for quite a while. Um, our staff in the jail and up front, um, every couple of hours they're going through the whole building and they're spraying down every surface, every door handle. Um, so those, those things have been in place for quite a while. Um, another thing that we had started doing, of course, now we've limited, um, we're trying to limit the foot traffic coming in and out of the jail. Um, visitations, you know, on-site visitations, we've um, stopped for the moment. Um, people do have the ability to still visit um, through the kiosk system, so you can get online and visit through an iPad or a phone. Um, of course, our, our phone systems are still, you know, uh, up and running. Um, so there's still ways people can communicate with their loved ones in jail. We're just stopping the um, foot traffic that's coming in and out. Mm -hmm. um, most of our transports, all that kind of stuff has been down to a bare minimum. So um, basically what we're working on is just um, trying to limit as much as we can that interaction of people coming in and out of our building. And you mentioned transport. Of course, you, know, you do house prisoners from other areas, and uh, so you do a lot of transporting back and forth. What's the process to make sure that they're screened and, and are safe? Um, so the transports that we do, um, right, like I said, are at a very minimum. Um, we do some transport still um, for some of the agencies that we were holding for. Um, we're same, following the same rules that we do inside of our jail. Um, so anybody that we pick up, no matter where they're at, they have to provide us documentation that they've already screened them. Um, once we pick them up, um, before they even enter the jail, we've started screening people in our sally port, which is our garage bay, before you come into the jail. Um, so we're going through the screening process again with them out there. Um, you know, all of our jail staff are provided with, our transport staff is provided with the same disinfectant. So every time there's a transport, um, they're using a liquid disinfectant and they're spraying down the entire um, transport vehicle, you know, the seats, the the insides of it, everything, they're spraying it down and disinfecting it each time. Mm -hmm. So um, we feel we've got a pretty good handle on, you know, trying to maintain that um, clean environment as mm -hmm. transporting inmates. All right. For the, for the inmates that are there already, do you have a, a screening process while they're there? Do you, I mean, temperature check, that, that type of thing, or, or do you have to wait for symptoms to appear? No, we've, we're monitoring symptoms as we go. Um, you know, if anything does come up, um, you know, we were fortunate enough to have a contract with a medical provider for the last, um, you know, several years uh, that, that provides us um, nurses, doctors. Um, so they've already put in place, um, like I said, early on when this first started, we were screening people for this um, before it was in any states even around us. So um, we screen people as they come in. We have full-time medical staff that work in our jail. They constantly monitor and see um, inmates in a rotating order. Um, they watch for anybody that might have any kind of symptom. Um, you know, of course, uh, we want to take it as serious as possible. So even if it's not the same symptoms we're supposed to be looking for, if they if they just say, you know, I don't feel real good, um, which is a common thing when you have people in a jail, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere. So they might have a day where they don't feel good. We're still seeing them and screening them again um, and monitoring that. So uh, we're taking every precaution that we can to, to make sure the people um, in our jail as well as in our community are safe. Uh, and this may be a question better for somebody else, but how are court dates handled at this point? Um, we're doing most um, court dates that we can through video arraignment. So, um, you know, again, because we already had those things in place, we were already doing some video arraignment um, with our local courts here. That's something that Judge Mutton had started um, a while back, was trying to do more um, more of some of the court process through video arraignment. So that stuff was already in place, so a lot of those um, were able to still get the inmates in front of a judge, um, still able to do um, the stuff that we need to as far as criminal court-wise, 
Um, it, you know, it hasn't frozen or stopped. So uh, people commit crimes. We're still responding. Um, if they need to go to jail, they're still going to jail. They're still going to see the judge. Um, that part is still functioning. Um, we've just had to change the way we do it. All right, very good. All right, great information today on what's uh, going on at the Vernon County Jail in regards to COVID-19 and uh, making sure uh, they are able to keep things uh, at a minimum. And one of the things that's happened, of course, a lot of organizations are uh, uh, pitching in where needed, and the Vernon County Sheriff's Department, not any uh, not any different. We're going to turn over to Lieutenant Travis Cole now, to uh, uh, who heads up the patrol for the uh, Vernon County Sheriff's Department. We'll scratch that out for you there. And, uh, and uh, first of all, Lieutenant, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let's talk, uh, talk about what's been going on with a, a project uh, that was started here a few days ago the, uh, in cooperation with Wood Supermarket, the Senior Express Delivery. And uh, how did that all get underway and how's it going? Well, I'm not exactly sure how it all got started. I know that the sheriff got with Woods, and uh, they worked all that stuff out. But basically, it's, it's been a pretty good thing. I've enjoyed it. Um, they can go on the Woods People can go on the Woods um, website there and order their food, and Woods calls us and lets us know that there's an order out, and I go pick it up, and uh, the sheriff has gone and picked up and several other deputies. I mean, we're just staying on top of it and trying to get take people food to them so they don't have to get out. And not only that, but the school programs as well you've been And the school with. programs. Um, yeah, we have a, a list of several families on that that we go every day at around 1130, pick up some lunch and breakfast and for the next day, and we take it out to the homes. So well, it's, it's been pretty fun. How many uh, how, how many deliveries do you, do you have to make on an average a day, and is it all over the county? Um, we're doing probably twelve to fourteen a day, and uh, and I and I don't know the numbers. Like we have a deputy that's been helping down in Bernal at that school too, and so I don't I don't know the numbers from that, but mm-hmm. we're doing it quite a bit of the day every day so it's pretty been pretty fun is this something that they're able to do with a, a normal patrol or is this uh is that how they're making it work yeah we're working it in around everything else all right so we're constantly busy all right very good and, and i'm sure the, the again it's called senior express delivery so right. it's intended for the for the older sector who may have a more difficult time getting to town and uh, and that can be a difficult thing to do yeah that's correct and, and the good part about it is because with the covid19 thing they're they're the age group that's a little more vulnerable so Anytime we can limit them having to get out and amongst people, I mean, it just um, it just works better for everybody. It limits their exposure, um, the chances that they have of catching it and, and having issues with that. And so uh, it, it just benefits everyone all, all around. So. Well, somebody's hearing this program today and uh, may want to aware of it. Uh, uh, the best thing for them to do is contact Woods? Yes. Yeah, they go through Woods to get their food ordered, and we just – We'll just deliver it for them. And I know there are limitations on that. Uh, I believe I saw from the initial up to 30 items, I believe. Yeah, I believe like that. that's correct, yes. All right, very good. So basically, it's just making sure they have the staples that they need. That is correct. All right, so. and hopefully one day soon, we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> in the meantime, we're here for them, and so we don't mind one bit. That's right, and I guess that's just part of public service, right? It is. That so. is correct. All right, very good. Well, we appreciate uh, everything you all are doing over there, and uh, and, and uh, hope you keep up the good work. All I know right. you will. Well, thank you. That's uh, Lieutenant Travis Cole, and uh, back over to uh, Vernon County Sheriff. Sheriff Jason Mosier and uh, Sheriff, appreciate the time today and uh, best of luck in, uh, in going forward and continue to deal with this COVID-19 outbreak. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. We'll keep doing um, everything we can to help our community and keep everybody safe. That's Sheriff Jason Mosier. I'm Mike Harbett. Thanks for joining us for Update today on Double K Country.